What's good, people? It's your boy, Icarus Gray. And this is Gray Area Anime. Back again for another ReZero Breakdown. That's what happens when you press the button too quick. <laughs> and then you have to press it again because you stopped it on the same press. Um... But yeah, we're here to break down more ReZero. I believe this to be episode four, five, four or five. Of the director's cut? Yes, yes. I'm not breaking See, down. See, I'm the not. I'm out. not set up like I normally five. would be. Um. Yes, I know because today, uh, we do got a new camera, so she is enamored and ready to go. So it has nothing to do with this it, at it, all. It, normally, you'd have your laptop. It has nothing over here. to do it with has this. Everything to do with it. Um. She might not be all here with us today, guys. I'm completely here. What what are you what are you what are you pointing at? What what do you need me to do? Nothing. I can't hear myself. I don't know if I'm talking. <laughs> but I probably am. Sorry. You don't know if you're talking. What do you mean you don't know if you're talking? It's I hear you. You sound like Barry White. I can't hear myself. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> That's better. Okay. All right. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Anyway, let me get myself uh-huh. corrected. I oh, apologize sorry. right now. And it's fine. And, and I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that she'll be back here with us anytime soon because she's probably gonna what? be gone for a while. What? Um, but I don't know. appreciate these insinuations. You know, like I'm not here for your. You know, for these disparaging comments. I'm not here for that. all right so actually episode five yeah episode five all right so yeah i was wrong so episode five will be one one two three four five six seven wait one one it's so stupid two three four five math Six, seven. This is eight and nine, if I'm not mistaken. It should be eight eight and nine on the actual episode. It it doesn't really matter. Just watch <laughs> episode five of the yeah. other director's cut. I, I don't know why right. I keep doing it. Yeah, that, I don't know why you're making it complicated uh, for yourself. Anyway, so so <laughs> last week, uh, we were so excited about the episode that I know that we um skipped ahead a little bit um to uh an earlier episode um, and realized that we were actually talking about this episode. Um, so we have restricted ourselves from uh, going ahead and watching because then everything just gets mixed up. Yeah. Um, it's harder to keep track of because then we just want to talk about the entire series versus what we're watching. So um, this episode was about um, overcompensation and trust. Is, is basically what was built here. Um, it's about where you start learning. Like, Subaru starts to use uh, Return by Death um, for, I think, a, a greater purpose in, in actual use. Like, it's where he becomes more heroic and courage, uh, or that that's the second part of the episode, is, is, is um, having courage or whatever the name of the episode is. But uh like he starts to understand that he can use his life for other people he has no 
understanding of whether or not uh, he's going to be able to come back from this, but he uses it for that. Uh, what's up, Casey? Uh, but it it's so powerful to me, this episode, in a lot of different ways. Um, because like I said, for the first episode, which is basically over conversation, we can go more into it now because we're not like guessing and trying to figure out who, what, when, where, why, and if we're on uh, on track with the episode. On the we right now episode. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but in this episode, Subaru wakes up. He's been fighting and, and dealing with these emotions about um, the fact that Rem um, had been killing him because she didn't trust him. He's been dealing with the fact that he realized that he didn't know anything about them. Right, right. And now he's woken up to the fact that there were things that they were doing that, that he didn't even know um, as he was sleeping um, hurt and, 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 uh, recovering, recovering mm-hmm. that's the word. <laughs> they were there with him holding his hands while he slept. And I don't know who mentioned it to him. I, I, I forgot. Cause it was, um, it was, I don't know what's going on. See again, like my, my, my producer distracted right now. Sorry, I don't know guys. what's going on. I'm totally here for this. But anyway, <laughs> so, you know, when he wakes up, he, um, <laughs> they're joking with him instantly about uh, what he's looking at, how he's looking, so on and so forth. And he asked them to hold his hands, and he real or he takes their hands as, as they had come uh, had come closer to him, and he realizes that yes, this was the feeling that I remember while I was sleeping. And with that, he now has a different sense of responsibility in his brain because he realizes that these people don't trust me. They don't know me in the way that I know them. Uh, because at this point, I've spent half a month with them, technically. Right, like he's re- repeated four or four days, I think, or five days. About, about five um, days, I think. At least most. three or four times at this yeah. point. So he's been with them for at least a month, and he's had all these different experiences, well, and they don't remember, obviously, because he keeps dying. Yeah. So. <laughs> and he starts out okay um, because, you know, you see him interacting with Amelia and inter- interacting with Puck. Um, and it isn't until Puck tries to teach him how to use um, magic mm-hmm. that he ends up having an issue. Because when Puck teaches him Schmack, he goes into that chilling feeling of remembering Oh, crap. <laughs> well, he dispels all the mana in his body. Yeah. And it does. No, look, before that. Before that. Because Puck was telling him this is what You're talking is. about while he was while he was this is right doing before. the gate. This is, yes, this is right before. I'm saying I thought that that was him concentrating and using no, his gate. He, now, he does that, but I'm saying like the first thing that happens uh-huh. is Puck tells him that there are all these different things. He finds out what Subaru has inside of him. Yeah. After he finds out what's inside of him, he said that this is a particularly small spell. This is how you use it. He uses it on Subaru and Subaru has that moment of like, he's standing there sweating and he has to gather himself again. Then they have a conversation about, well, teach me how to use this. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, when he's having that moment, he has like this brief kind of heart attack <laughs> in itself because <laughs> he's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is the feeling that I had when whatever was grabbing my heart, when I wanted to talk to Amelia about what's going on with me. This was that feeling. 
And so, you know, they go from there. And I, I feel like there was a bit of a change in his demeanor at that point. Um, because for the most part, you know, he was still his same self. He was still interacting with Puck in the way that he, he was. And it was not until after they started training and he had used his gait and, and made himself tired that he realized he wasn't going to be able to work a, a lot more that day. Right. And so as he's laying there next to Amelia and she gives him the sensu bean or whatever it is. I forget exactly what it is she gives him. I just call it a sensu bean because that's how it affected <laughs> him at the time. Um, you know, see, I would have been like, it's like a, an awake bar or something like some sort yeah, of caffeine filled. And then <laughs> that would have done, you know, nothing for the anime audience here. They would have been like, I don't, I, I, I mean, don't know what that is. I mean, well, they might have known, but it, it, it hits harder for you to know what a sensu bean is. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so he wakes up, he gets all this energy, and he's like, all right, now it's time to start working. And He's trying to instantly make Ram and Ram his friends and and learn more about them and show like, hey, I'm worth something. But he's doing it mostly through actions. Um, He's not addressing his actual emotions and he's disconnected because he's trying to overwork trust. He's trying to work trust versus building trust. And so, you know, he's running around. Um, doing all of these things, and he's doing them in ways that he doesn't realize is just causing more suspicion because he's still afraid. Um, He hasn't really let go of that aspect of himself. He hasn't even allowed himself to feel the pain of what's going on around him, and this is a common trend for the series. It's something that you should prepare yourself for because this is him. Um, He has these moments where he is literally shouldering, shouldering everything on his shoulders because he's the only one who remembers everything or at least that we know of right now. Um, and he's working hard. He's like cutting things and where he's messing up is he's going above and beyond in ways that would not make sense to these people who are just now meeting you. Right. Um, so, uh, there's a point in the episode where he accidentally breaks a vase now, when he breaks the vase, you know, Rim is going to go and help him because this is your first time in the mansion. He says first day working, in first the day mansion. working in the mansion. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 I'll take care of it because he's trying to show that he's capable. So then he runs off to where the the, the uh, replacement vases are and flowers and everything else. And he fixes it. And she asks him very directly because you would be suspicious. You've never been to this house before. Hey, Sarita. Uh, my sister's also in here. Uh, <laughs> also, for those that are just listening to the podcast, I'm also live on Instagram currently. We'll do this from time to time just to kind of engage with you, the people who um, are new and listening to um, anime and everything else. Um, but Bible Study Girl is in the chat. I would also like for you to um Check Bible Study Girl out. I executive produce that podcast as well. And it is also on all your streaming platforms. But back to the explanation. Um, so as he goes to fix the vases and everything, he comes back. Rim asks him, how did you know where the replacement vases were? He quickly goes into, well, your sister told me. And he kind of like runs off because he <laughs> realizes that that he's done. So- he, he, he knows he's overcompensating, but he's still trying to just work through everything. Um, 
so he goes off. He's just overworking. Amelia's looking at him. Puck even says to her at some point during the day, um, before he starts doing all this, that is like his mind is all mixed up right now. Yeah, his like, inside is mixed up with his outside. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it's not allowing him. He's not his normal self, and they just know this instinctively already, which shows just how much to me that they know, or at least that Puck knows, because Amelia's just going off emotions. Um, but like she's and and to say that she is very well in tuned. Yeah emotionally with her surroundings with Subaru, yeah. especially with the interactions she has later on with other people, yeah. you could tell she, you know, so she, you're right. I think Puck speaks from more of a, um, insider's knowledge, mm-hmm. so to speak to the situation. And, and Amelia is just like, no, that's just, he just doesn't seem like himself. So it's interesting to see there. And, and it was interesting to see these dynamics because you kind of just get a layer pull, pull back on like, Hmm. this connection that they have is so strong for, you know, not that long of time. It's technically really been like a week, week and a half. Right. Um, Total well, time there. Yeah. But I think after, you know, him saving her life and everything, she might feel like she knows him a little. Well, yeah, but technically like, so they would have only known each other probably for like, I think a day or two days, maybe. Yeah. And his, but and that then, also I think speaks to how erratic, and just like completely different his behavior becomes in relation yeah. to how he was when she first met him. Yeah. Um, so that happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's kind of looking at him and it's at some point that, you know, it's the end of the day. He's worked. He's done all that he feels that he could. He throws up because he's literally making himself sick by trying to, um, overcompensate for uh, this that he's doing. Um, let me uh, plug my phone in because it'll die. And I don't want it to die because <laughs> I want to be able to save this uh, production. So and we're going to go sideways. Just prepare yourselves, guys. Um, I'm just going to hold it for a little while there. It's oh, quite okay. all right. I, I can I can uh, stomach through. So anyway, <laughs> so it's the end of the day. He uh, is about to, he's still working on stuff. And she says, hey, come here. Come here. Like, I need to talk to you. He's like, hey. And he's still, like, doing this thing. He's like, look. And it's almost like he's become, like, this, it, like, even in the animation, he looks like this crazy old man. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> so she, um, she pulls him into the nearest room and um, makes him sit down. And when he's like, he's still kind of like his wheels are still spinning a million miles an hour. Like even his compliments don't seem genuine. Like he mm-hmm. means them in some way, but like not in that real way. Yeah. And she makes him lay his head in her lap, which a lap pillow, I guess, is a huge thing. In I mean, they culture, have the actual like, lap pillows. I think it is a huge yeah. thing. <laughs> they have so. the physical pillows that are shaped like a girlfriend's lap. Oh. <laughs> So much to go through that I got to, <laughs> like, explain to y'all at some point. But so um, he lays his head in her lap. And this is where you start to, like, understand Amelia in a way of how they're connected. It, it like, instantly makes you feel like, like, if you are Team Amelia, this is where I think a lot of you 
became Team Amelia outside of whatever. Okay. Um. So you know, she starts to tell him like, "Hey, I don't know this, this tough guy, overconfident thing that you got going on. I see it. I see through it. I see through it. What's bothering you? You've had a hard time, haven't you?" And immediately upon saying all these truths, he's like, you know, he, he and with every time she says something that's like cutting through this fake facade that he's trying to put up, he tries to throw a, a quirky comment in there to deflect. Yeah. And it isn't until she said, you know, you're going through a lot, aren't you, that he starts to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, because the name that was on the thing is like crying, crying. I cried cry, and I cried, cried and cried. My lungs yeah. out or something, and yeah. then I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I stopped. So, like, he literally cries like a baby because he starts telling her, you know, it has been hard. And he's he's saying what it is without talking about everything that's going on with him. It, it would sound like rambling to anybody that doesn't know anything. It would just sound like, you know, it's just been hard. And for her it probably attributes more to the fact that he's been cut and hurt and all these other things. It has, it, she can't even know the depth by which he's going through these things, Right. but she feels, you know, connected to him in that way. So he cries himself to sleep, literally um, stays asleep in her lap. And here's where the change uh, begins to happen in Ram, um, which I think was already there for Ram. Cause Ram's, actions were more based on is he the one that we're looking for is he like on roswell's direction at that point for me Mm. because our interactions with him have always been consistent no matter which timeline it was except for the one where rim Rim dies yeah um but she ready to kill yeah, but Rim was the only one that like had to kind of change and started to act a bit differently. So she comes in, Rim comes into the room to kind of check on him. And they're joking about the fact that, you know, for his first day at work, him already sleeping on the job kind of thing, but he was tired. He looks like a baby and, you know, you can punish him when he wakes up, but it, you know, it was like, but the way he looks right now, I don't really want to. And that was and, Rim saying that, which yeah. is interesting. And then Amelia says, you know, he really is a good boy. You know, or a good guy. I think she said a good guy, but she might have said one of those. I think the, the translation those. says boy, but yeah. she probably means it like he's a good guy. Like, like, yeah, he he's inherently child. good is what she's saying. And Rim stops for a second and hears her. Mm-hmm. Um, So now that, you know, like he wakes up and they see that he has an actual connection to her. Um, Rim, like I said, more so than Ram, has now had a, a bit of a change of heart because she's a a tad bit disarmed at this point. Um, so now they're deciding to go to the village. Right. Um, and we'll fast forward a little bit because a lot of this stuff is kind of, you know, inherently just small detail stuff. So the thing that he's realized is that there is a shaman or uh, somebody that is coming after them. Um, there's Somebody had put a curse on him. Yeah, and that, that, that comes from like one of the times he died before Rim killed him, you'll remember that he was puking. You know, he got sick and like he had been poisoned. So that's, that was like the results of the curse. And so, you know, now he's gone back to talk to Beatrice, who he calls Biako. Um, (laughs) Which is cute. She's like, what the heck did you call me? (laughs) Like, cause he calls it at like four or five times. She's talking normally. He's like, what? What What did you say? 
<laughs> like, I, I don't think I like this very much. Get out of here. Yeah. And so, you know, she tells him that the um, starting point for a curse is physical contact. Mm-hmm. He then translates that to the only people I've had physical contact with outside of the people in the mansion were the people in the village. Right. So now he's like, well, let's go to the village. Um, they go a day early. And he goes through pretty much everything, how he's probably done it before. But now you get to actually see it. You get to meet the villagers. You get to meet how they are immediately enamored with him. Yeah. Subaru has that way about him. And that's that's one of the great things about him. He's just a people person. Yeah. People just typically like the guy. Yeah. Either so you like him or you hate him. <laughs> um, so he, uh, he is just... Like I said, charismatic. You know, he's interacting with all the villagers. This old lady in the village, like, smacks him on the butt. Yep, I feel young. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The kids love him, and uh, they just interact with him as if he's been there for years. Like, if they've known him forever. Now, he's known them in, you know, a lot of different ways that they don't even realize. Because, again, he's met them multiple times at this point. And so... um, they go through everything, and, like, at the end, there's this blue-haired girl who I don't know if they gave her a name. I don't think they really gave her a name. I think he did. I think because when he was describing all the kids and what they wanted to do, no, she might have been in there. She was not because Petra then mentions her, and he's like, oh, crap, I forgot about the her. The girl with the braid. Yeah, like, right. had he mentioned You're her, right. he would have instantly known she wasn't there. Yeah. Um, But we'll, we'll fast forward to there shortly. Um, So... This blue-haired girl comes up to him, little girl, and she says she wants him to meet this dog that they've all been playing with. The dog bites him on his hand, which it had done in all every. of the in every um, cycle that that he um, lived in thus far. So, what I mind? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, he. Uh, I lost my train of thought. My so, boy he got bit. <laughs> so he got bit. So he got bit. They get back, and he's like, "Hey, uh, Beatrice, can you, you know, check me, check me out, see curses. if I have any curses? Can right. you figure out whatever?" She says, "Well, I can't. You know, I can cure it if it hasn't been activated yet. And what I can do for you is I can find where, um, where it was activated, what <laughs> point of physical contact, contact was. Yeah. And so he <laughs> goes through his mind. And he remembers every." Every villager that touched him, where they touched him, everything else. And it wasn't until as she starts to remove the curse, to remove the curse from him, it comes from the bite. Right. And so he instantly realizes, like, oh, crap. Something wrong with this dog. It was the dog. (laughs) And the dog has been playing with the kids. We got to go help these kids. Um, in this uh, cycle, Roswell has also left the mansion. Which is something that has not happened at before. any other cycle. Yeah, and he noticed, like, he begins to notice all the things that changes in different cycles. He does not know why those things are changing. We know why those things are changing, but he does not know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he zooms off. <laughs> Roswell literally Superman flies, flies yes, off. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, he flies? Like, what? <laughs> What, what else what can he do? This clown what, do? What, what can he do? What? what? <laughs> and he's the, like, and that's always the thing. Like, he always conveniently leaves, yet Roswell is like the most powerful person yeah. there. It's ridiculous. 
Um, and he really is. Aside from Puck, Puck is more powerful than him to me. Yeah. And Beat- Beatrice um, is, is pretty powerful, but my goodness. He is he's not all powerful. So he leaves. He goes to talk to Rem and Ram and says, hey, we need to go to the village. Yes. They go to the village. The kids have now been missing for a little while. And now Rem they and, need Rem and uh, Subaru go to the village. Yeah. Rem, yeah, Rem and Subaru go to the village. Uh, Ram stays to protect Amelia with, mm-hmm. with Beatrice. Yeah. So they leave and they go to the village. They're looking for the kids. And uh, they they find them um, laying in this field. And you come to meet uh, all the kids. I don't remember their name except oh. for Petra because Petra is important. Yeah. <laughs> is it Petra? It's Petra. Or oh. It's Petra or Petra. But, it's, it's, but I think it's Petra. It's probably Petra because that sounds weird. Um, no offense, <laughs> but usually the way that I think sounds right in my head is always wrong. So that that's probably what makes it yeah. right. <laughs> anyway, so they find them in this field. They're all passed out because the dog has bitten all of them on the hand, giving all of them curses. Yes. Um, the reason the dog was able to get into the um, village in the first place is because the barrier that was around the village uh, to had, protect it from mobbies. had gone down. Yeah. Uh, my beasts are like demons or whatever. So they go and um, they go and try and figure out what's going on. And uh, what ends up happening is one of the girls is missing. Like we were saying earlier. The so girl the girl that's missing. The blue haired uh, girl that, that yeah. led him to the dog in the first place. She's missing. And Subaru runs off now to go find this girl. Um, when he finds the girl, he is immediately met by um. Like a grown. it looks like a it looks like a Doberman, a demon Doberman. A, a demon it's got Doberman. like a like a, a horn on its nose, I think. Yeah, it doesn't. And have like, yeah, it's 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 a, if it's I a Doberman the, Hellhound. If I can remember <laughs> the Pokemon's name, I would actually tell you what it looks like, but I can't remember it. Uh, which I should remember it, but whatever. Anyway, so now Subaru's like, oh no, so he's getting into a fight with this uh with this dog. He kills the dog. Um, oh my god, kills the dog, picks up the girl. And, like, first of all, no, I would not have expected him to kill the dog. I just thought that was like really heroic that he, like, actually was able to kill it. Just sidebar, yeah. So he kills the dog and he picks her up, and they're about to get out of there. And then he is immediately surrounded by the rest of the the rest of the pack. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, so. Before he's about to be attacked, he's like, oh, no, you can't be serious. Uh, Rem makes it and is immediately attacking everyone. And he finally sees her without her trying to kill him with her uh, with, with her, her weapon. Yeah. And so she's mowing demons down like this is not a game for her. She yeah. knocks them down, kills them. And they start to run. You see that the puppy is still like a puppy but it's this demonic just leader went, oh puppy oh my gosh yes <laughs> so they're like running through the forest trying to escape and um at the last second as they're about to kind of get back towards the village there's some uh rocks or some some kind of mudslide so, so what happens through. is the dogs actually cause the yeah. mudslide like so they, i think they, the dog probably has like a blessing of earth or something probably like that. of some sort and they yeah. cause like this massive mudslide um, and just as it's about to hit Subaru and the little blue-haired girl, Rem pushes him out of the way, gets caught up in the mudslide, and then, like, launches up into the air, hitting her head, like, mm-hmm. on the ground. She falls, like, head first 
into the ground. It's like, and you think she's dead. I mean, this girl has been taking bruises and bumps and all that mm-hmm. throughout the course of this. Okay. And then the best part happens. <laughs> so then she uh, she gets up and her horn starts growing out of her head and she starts turning into the demon rim, the, the demon rim. And, you know, initially, I think I would have thought that, oh, no, these dogs did this or something like that. And I mean, later on, you'll figure out what the purpose is of it. But so, you know, she is like plowing down through these people at this point, like ready to go, like ready to go down in a blaze of glory. They're descending upon her about to overwhelm her, which she doesn't care about at this point. And Subaru jumps in and pushes her out of the way and sacrifices himself in a way of, well, he's not dead, but he's getting eaten up at this point. Like he's getting, he's about to be torn up and she's Mm -hmm. looking at him like, what in the world did you do that for? But she comes back to her senses and sees that, oh, okay. And this is pivotal to me because like I said, this is when I realized that he kind of started to use the fact that he can return by death for other people. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the first instance really of that because in those times with Amelia, he wasn't trying to die. Like he just died. Yeah. And I think that's something we'll have to talk about in a future episode too. It's like the timelines. Cause there are a couple of little parts in the, um, in the light novel that make you question the timelines and what happens in these timelines, whether they continue, whether they stop and that sort of thing. So I think that would be an interesting episode for the future. Um, But yeah, so that's how pretty much the episode ends is like, you don't know if he's, that's pretty much how it ends. She doesn't, I thought he died. Well, I mean, I, I assume that he did, but I'm probably wrong. (laughs) Well, he didn't wake up or anything and, and nothing happened because if he, I feel like the quote unquote the proverbial save point moves up at this point, but I don't necessarily remember because for the next either the next episode or the next episode after this, they resolve this or start in on the whole. This the is where for on, on like for Rim and Ram trying mm-hmm. to get rid of the mob beast and then leading into the pan ultimate uh, ending of the arc. Yeah. You know, or ending of the the series at that point because they yeah. go into the next, or no, not the ending of the series because they go into the next phase, which which is the nights, the, the nights and everything else. So, um, so yeah, so it, it picks up a little bit, but anyway, it it was just a really good episode. It's yeah. it's it's kind of where the series starts to get in this bag of making you care for everyone that Subaru cares cares for. Um, it makes these relationships mean something. It's right. not just, um. They're not just, oops, excuse me. They're not just hollow thoughts that he brings up out of nowhere. They they actually come from somewhere. It's a harem done right. Um, you know, and it's not. It's like a harem with actual emotions, built emotions. Not, yeah. I met you, I saw you in three seconds. And you I love you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you're stronger. I I want you because this girl wants you, or you, you know, you you save me from stepping out. On a crosswalk, I love you. Like, and it's funny because he actually—I had never noticed before that he had actually told Beatrice that he loved her. Yeah. In the middle of thanking her, which I still think is a different type of love, but it's interesting that they because allow I for think that. that he had. I think that for his character development, he does a lot of different things that kind of connects him in a, in a different way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
that was our breakdown of this episode. If you enjoyed it, I hope that you did. Make sure you comment. Engage with us in the comments. Engage with us on Instagram. I am at Icarus underscore gray. Um, and sitting across from me is at Prima Diva Red. Um, so make sure that you um, go go there and, and uh, check her out. Um, oh, God, I'm forgetting all kinds of things. What are you um, forgetting? Get follow me on, on, on Twitter at yeah. <laughs> Icarus Gray. All one word because I was able to get my name on there. Um, yeah. Follow uh, my wife at Prima Diva. Yep. Prima Diva. And then uh, also check out. At some point, I'm going to make a, a Instagram page for the 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 anime in and of itself. But I'm Icarus Gray, so I don't really have to to do that. To do that. So <laughs> um, just comment with us there. You can find us, like I said, on Google, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we're on all the things. Oh. Um, this Saturday, we're only going to be having, or you're only getting this episode. I'm not going to do a double. Um, we're going to figure out a release schedule for the extra content. So the beginner episodes that we're uh, doing, the uh, Teach Me Senpai uh, segment is going to be big. The first episode is going to be with Bob City Girl. Yay. Uh, and she's watching Carol and Tuesday. So if you would like to uh, get into some anime, again, that's another thing that you can watch with us. Go and watch the first episode of Carol and Tuesday. Or you can watch as many episodes as you like. Um, and then as you watch the episode, you'll kind of get a little bit of our insight and everything. But again, we'll see you guys next week. Um, I enjoyed doing this. I'm, I'm glad that I get to do this with you guys every week. I hope that you enjoy it because I, I enjoy doing it. So we'll see you guys next week as I repeat myself. Peace. <laughs>